So the Mission Daily has been going on now for 81 episodes. That's really exciting. Thanks to everybody that's listening for making that possible. And a big thank you to our sponsors, Twilio, Signal Conference. They are making this possible now. So Twilio is an awesome company. We've told you a lot about them. The Twilio Signal Conference is their once a year event for developers, communications, and the future of AI, bots, all that good stuff. So if you're interested, make sure you join us on October 17th through the 18th at the Billy Graham Civic Auditorium in San Francisco. And now on to the Mission Daily. Yes. So what are we talking about today? I heard we're talking about health. We are. So the health section of our newsletter is one of the most popular sections in terms of engagement and feedback and comments from readers. And the reason that we have that in our daily newsletter is because most news isn't helpful. It's not going to make you healthier, wealthier, wiser. It's just going to leave you in a state of fear, uncertainty, and doubt. And we wanted to have news that matters inside our daily newsletter. And so how do we define what matters? We define what matters as anytime you open up our newsletter, we want there to be something in there that's potentially life-changing or helps you live more, do more, be more. And I think we've really succeeded with our health section. And there's so much you know, scientific research that's continually coming out that is invaluable to incorporate into your daily routine. And a lot of times you have to incorporate this into your routine because the rate at which new technologies are coming out is so staggering. And these technologies, they haven't always been vetted for unintended consequences and side effects and uh, really negative things that can happen from them. I mean, just like when people started smoking, it wasn't until much later on that people realized wait a minute, just because a doctor says that this is healthy, this is okay behavior, it doesn't mean that it's healthy or okay. In fact, there's just you know a lot of aggressive advertising campaigns that have led us to believe that it's okay. I think with a lot of modern technologies and information technologies that we have, there are some trade-offs. They're not nearly as bad as smoking. So I think a lot of the hype is overblown, even when it comes to like social networks and things like that. But it is still vital that you take the proper precautionary measures to protect yourself. And so that's what the health section, the wealth, the wisdom, the technology section of our newsletter, that's kind of like the purpose. We want to make sure that we're protecting our readers and our audience and our fans. Then at the same time, we want to help you know, expose them and make them aware of opportunities and places where a lot, like we talked about in the barbell strategy episode, we want our listeners and readers to be able to identify opportunities in their own life that have potentially uncapped upside. So not you know, a type of lottery where you just sit back or where you have passive income or something like that, but where you can identify opportunities to really protect what matters to you. In this episode, we're gonna break down the best scientific studies and research that we've been publishing in the health section and really go a little bit deeper into it and show you, give you some ideas of how to apply these learnings in your own life uh, because this stuff is vital, it's interesting, and ultimately, yeah, knowing this stuff makes me a better human. So that's why yeah, I love it. Same. All right, let's jump into it because I know we have a bunch of research reports that we've compiled and I'm excited to see which ones you pick out first from our newsletter. Yeah, so the first one is there's new research in the Journal of Scientific Reports and it basically shows and confirms what many people have suspected that blue light from our screens, our devices, is most likely leading to age-related macular degeneration. So macular degeneration is the leading cause of blindness in the United States. 
and we are now being exposed to blue light at an unprecedented rate. And what happens when blue light hits your eye, the lens can't block or reflect it properly. And so the blue light is what harms our vision by damaging our retinas. And different scientists have shown that when this happens, you can try to fight macular degeneration with different kinds of therapies and eye drops and everything like that. That's okay, but ultimately you need to get more proactive about blocking the blue light from ever hitting your retina and ever hitting your eye in the first place. So does that and mean no more screens ever? Not at all. It <laughs> just means you know, using them in a smarter way, taking breaks and staring at things that are off in the distance. There's a, a great, you know, every 10 minutes to 20 minutes, you want to be doing that. So if you use the Pomodoro method to work, which is roughly do a 20 to 25 minute sprint followed by a five or 10 minute break, that's a great reason to get up, stand and look at something that's far away. And then so what I'm wearing right now are, they're not the uh, the most stylish glasses in the world. I but think they, they're cute. Thank you. <laughs> they uh, block blue light and it's late at night here. And it's really important to not, you know, I want to sleep well tonight. So part of that means blocking the blue light with these glasses. And, and what kind of glasses are those? So these are gunners and gunners. they're uh, they're client of ours and they're, yeah, awesome. They work really well. And so these glasses are just important because they block blue light and it does take a couple weeks to build up the habit of putting them on when you are looking at your computer and looking at your screen. And then there's another app that is already running now because it's in the evening, which is the Flux app that oh, yeah. I always have on my computer because if something comes up and I do need to take an email or a call, it's really nice to know that my screen's not going to be pumping out blue light. So the Flux app basically breaks down the light in your that your computer display puts out and it blocks the blue light and then it adjusts to the your circadian rhythm. That's basically the, the purpose of the app. So yeah, researchers are discovering that blue light is horrible That's and so it's directly causing macular degeneration, which is the yeah, what makes people go blind most often in the U United States. I so, wonder how long, like the longitudinal longitudinal study that they're doing right now, how many years they've been monitoring it. That would be really interesting. I have a bad feeling that it's not going to be, <laughs> it's not going to be too good if they, uh, yeah, really start to look at um, people who are growing up with. Yep, that's those what I was just going to say. Because yeah. right now they only have a pretty short time horizon. I mean, think when did people get cell phones? When did people start getting iPads and start really staring at you know computers all day long? It's really just pretty recent. Started. Yeah, yeah, so they're already seeing some type of impact over the past decade or so. It's a great that's... reminder of why you want to be so proactive. Yep for sure okay right, so, next. so next next up so this study is really important because i think it's easy to fall into a trap of worshiping the medical community and the scientific establishment it's easy to think that these people inside an ivory tower or a massive research university are infallible in their research and that's actually not the case and this is an important study that needs the goal here is to basically inspire people to take control of their own medical knowledge and their own health knowledge. Because when you go to a doctor, how often is it that you have a, you know, a really specific question and you can get more information than the doctor in like two to three searches? It doesn't take a rocket scientist to do that. And what people are starting to find out is that maybe doctors aren't the final arbiters for everything. I think they're amazing. Uh, I have several friends that are in medicine and I you know respect them. But at the same time, they would be some of the first people to agree that you know, they didn't, you know, 
basically in 10 years of medical school and residency, they might only hear the words like empathy and bedside manner and how do you empathize with, with patients. That's a discussion that in some cases only happens a handful of times. Now, there are select medical schools where it's happening more and more, but maybe not as often as it should. And this study is a really important reminder that medicine is still very far behind in terms of connecting with patients and really empathizing with humans. So their researchers and anesthesiologists are basically just now getting around to developing a more comprehensive scale for articulating pain than just the one through 10. So on a scale of one through 10, how bad is your pain? I like the sad and happy face where you're like, yeah, I'm not that sad, (laughs) but I'm not that happy. (laughs) That's the cutting edge place in medicine and in inserting emotions and feeling and, and things like that and taking people's perceptions and pain more seriously. That's just now starting. Uh, so that of course points to a bunch of different opportunities. So obviously if you're in the field by focusing on bedside manner and the things that make and drive human connections and help people heal faster, which is love, kindness, empathy, there's a big opportunity there because that's how far behind the establishment is. And I think that this study is just a fun reminder that you have to take control of your own health and your own knowledge about the subject because yeah, there's it's easy to, to like rely on the doctor for everything, but they might not have all the knowledge that you need. And to summarize, that study basically showed that the doctors were relying very heavily on that one to 10 scale, which was making them not provide a high quality of care for their patients because of that. Correct? Because they were getting, yeah, okay. they were basically getting compartmentalized into just a very a small way of thinking that, uh, you know, because somebody gave them an eight, that their pain would be really bad. Or because if somebody gave them a two, that their pain wouldn't be very severe. Yeah. And um, pain is so different. Based it's so on subjective. Yeah, yeah. What might be a two to someone could be a 10 to someone else, but that person who's saying it's a 10 might not actually need some intense pain medicine. And the person who's at a two might need a little bit more care than maybe even they know. Completely. So the next study I think is really cool. And it is a detailed look at a Japanese subculture and a in-person and IRL social network in Okinawa, Japan. Hey, we were there. We were. You want to tell us about? Yep. So the study in Japan is showing that these women have provided a, like you said, social network in real life where they're actually living longer because of this network that they have surrounding them, which is a good reminder for all of us to build up that network. And I think that the IRL component gets left out of the equation a bunch of times. It's easy to get focused on the digital stuff. And in Okinawa, the average age and life expectancy is 90, which is well above many other parts of the world. It's actually one of the oldest life expectancies for women in the world. And I don't think it's any surprise that this culture has a regular practice where five friends will take on the social components of each other's lives, help out with logistics, emotional, and even financial support when one of the members is in trouble. That's really, really fascinating. And if you think about, does that happen in a family or does that happen in your peer group or your friends group? I think that that type of intimate support rarely, rarely happens. And when it does, we all know the feeling of what it feels like when somebody is really taking care of us or really looking out for us when we didn't expect that type of help and that type of like outpouring of support that can be the biggest uh you know inspiration to keep going or to push through some like really difficult situation so i think that that is a uh 
obviously they're they're onto something because they're living longer. And I think that the more we can cultivate that in our own lives, the better. It's yeah. not easy to do, but the IRL experiences, they matter. Yeah, so five friends, that's all you gotta do. Find five good friends though. That's yeah, key. Def- definitely. You become the average. <laughs> yes. You've heard it. I don't want to repeat it, but <laughs> it's yeah, it's so true. All right. So that about sums up all the studies we wanted to cover this week in the health section from our newsletter. Thanks again to our sponsor Twilio for sponsoring this episode of the Mission Daily. And we will see you all next time. Hey, listeners, thanks for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It helps spread the word, and I would greatly appreciate it. See you next time.